right, and we'll call the meeting to order. Uh, seeing there's no members of the public, we can skip to the consideration of minutes from the January 6th meeting. Yes, again, my apologies for the crypticness of them, but <laughs> I, did, I took very few notes, if any, um, so it all kind of came just from the recesses of my mind. The one thing I can't recall is whether or not we made a motion um, for the qualifications to the airport because we talked about you know going back to the airport commission to kind of reconsider how to approach this because of the additional potential funding, but I can't remember what that motion might have been, if anybody else does. I wasn't <laughs> and here. And Wendy wasn't here, so <laughs> I don't know how critical it is um, based on what I have to tell you in the update, because we're going to go in a different direction with it. I feel maybe we didn't make a motion because there was maybe the update on the doors maybe not being able to be replaced on the timeline they thought it would be. Yeah. So that maybe it was just well, that something. Was one of the, yeah, the loose ends that needed to be tied up. Yes. Um, maybe it was contingent upon the discussion. Possibly. Again, I'm not sure how critical it is because <laughs> yeah. I'll update you on it. But um, what I'll is what is your recollection of the next step with that uh, RFP? Did were you going to talk to the airport commission? What is mine from the discussion last month? Well, just yeah. I mean, where does it stand? Um, I thought we had talked about because Dominic had brought up, you know, the fact that because they were doing additional fundraising and um, that the final figure for the entire mural wasn't um, hadn't been yet been made available because they don't know how much money they were going to raise. It was going to probably not, oh, I don't know how you want to explain it. Um, they wanted to know how much they had to work with. Well, that yeah, that in order to be able to come up with a, a pretty specific proposal for an artist rather than the artist proposing a project at some beginning point and then adding on kind of arbitrarily as additional funds were made available. So, so we're going to just wait and see how their fundraising goes? before we put out an RFP. Yeah, I mean, I can yeah. update you on. Which, and doesn't that work well also because they were um, not confident that the new doors would be in the, yet this summer, this painting season, and rather it would be smarter to carry, the, carry our funds over, wait till they do their fundraising, and have the project done the summer of 23. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what, I mean, that's the discussion that we ended up having after the meeting in January. Huh. Um, so basically what, what we're doing is maybe starting from scratch in some respects and rather than do an RFQ to do an RFP and we'll know exactly what the total amount of funds are available and we'll also, um, it, that probably won't go out until, who knows, next fall or so the RFP and they'll have a much better idea on what the schedule is for the door replacement at that point too. Um, Mike Thayer, the director of the airport, was at the meeting and he says he's just a little nervous about committing that it's going to be complete, the door's going to be installed by sometime during the painting season for this upcoming summer. So even into the fall. So that's basically the update. So again, to get back to the minutes, I'm not sure how Doesn't critical it is that we yeah. spell out exactly what happened because I'm not sure everybody, anybody really remembers. <laughs> I mean, I guess I, the, the two notes that I have uh, on was, was no advertising. So we talked about That's the right. advertising yeah. piece, right? And that mm -hmm. I, 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 it doesn't look like we recall who actually brought that up because there's a. Did, did you uh, say that, or I, I don't know if I did. I, you could say I said that, but can, can um, I? But but I, I have the note that says no <laughs> advertising. Like you would say, Ron. Yeah. And then and then the other thing that was there was how many planes. Right, because oh, the, the idea was they were going to have folks submit, you know, basically sponsor their plane to be a part of the mural, is what I understood. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, there it was, it was how many how many planes are we talking about, right. you know, to be able to figure out the size and scale. Uh, yeah, and given the the discussion that we had afterwards, they decided they're going to go ahead. They've already, I think, started the fundraising okay. um, already, and they felt like they could pretty well wrap it up within the next couple months. Okay. 
but then there'll, there'll be a definite dollar figure and the artist can actually work with many more specifics than the way it was set up originally. So, I mean, I, if you want to approve the min minutes as they are amended with Ron's additional comments. Make a motion to approve the minutes as amended. I'll second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Yeah. So, kind of already started on the updates, but. <laughs> <laughs> so that, yeah, so we've taken care of the airport mural. Um, the interactive mapping project, um, that has, um, it's slowly getting wrapped up. We realized we forgot to include the literary walk locations, both for Iowa Avenue and North Market. So Anna is adding those on. Um, I've also connected with the downtown district to let them know that we kind of piggybacked onto their original map um, and included it as well as um, the, their mural locations. Um, and then added ours onto that. And Nancy Bird was actually very excited about it and she really wants to work together to help promote it all together. We've also talked about um, the bookmarks. I always forget to bring one um, that originally had the, had the QR code on them for accessing the literary walk and the, um, the mural locations. Um, she was thinking about maybe doing additional bookmarks that talked about you know, sculptures, the public art sculptures, the other, um, the showcase, um, and pulling apart different layers of the map, which apparently are possible. So it's, there's, there's all kinds of opportunities there. It's just a matter of how much time and effort we have. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, um, I am retiring at the end of March. So, <laughs> I will miss you all, but at the same time, Wendy's going to be taking over on top of all of her other job responsibilities. And so we're, we're getting a little hesitant about committing to very significant workloads um, at this point until there's a better understanding of what resources are going to be available for, for that. So in terms of adding on the component of allowing or encouraging people to submit where their private sculpture installations are so we can include them on the map. We're going to hold off on that for a little bit just because there's that takes time to a lot in play. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And same same with the artist registry. Um, there have been updates made to it. I still um, there's still some things that I'm not comfortable with um, that I want to see changed. Um, they've cleaned up the database presentation if any of you have gone on to that. Um, but there's still, um, we included also some very specific instructions on how to access the database and how you can pull out information about the specific artist, um, which I hopefully will be much more clear. And as soon as that's wrapped up, I'll get it all out to you. Um, we w are thinking about getting out a pre another press release that now publicizes that we've got you know, the availability of access for anybody to get into the database if they're looking for artists. Um, so that may happen at some point. We'll probably continue to get um, kind of a slow trickle of artists to register for that. Uh, is it just my memory, but did, did we decide to include all of Johnson County or were we going to make corridor-wide, make this registry available corridor-wide? Does anybody recall that conversation? I, I, just, I think the last time we talked about it, it seemed pretty set that it would include Johnson County, but and, but then it, it seems very much contingent on what maybe Jeff Fruin, you know, was thinking on that because it is, you know, maintained mm -hmm. financially by the city. But I feel like the county was like the last, like, oh, that's a nice, pleasant update. Yeah. Ron got yeah, I think that was the, when I spoke with Jeff, that was the, the direction that we were going with. Yeah. Johnson County. Johnson County? Yep. Was it? Okay. Yep. Yeah. For that. Yep. 
And I'm kind of jumping all over the place. The Oracle's final wrap. Actually, I um, just contacted John Engelbrook today, but I haven't heard back from him on where things are at with that. So um, as soon as I get an update, um, I can send that out to you. Um, I know they have plenty of other things going on, but it's been a while, and I'm not sure that the vinyl can be installed with these temps or not, but I'm hoping to get an update from them. Anything on the artist registry? The oh, artist. I just, I kind of wrapped that into the oh, interactive mapping and. Okay. All right. <laughs> Election of offices. There's no consistency in terms of right. yeah. <laughs> all things are being approached <laughs> here today. Sounds good. Uh, election of officers. Um, yeah, I, can we make a motion to maybe continue with Steve? Can we like re-elect Steve to continue in his position, perhaps? You would need a second. I'll second that motion. All in favor. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Steve is amenable to that, I assume. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> um, and then, so are, then will Andrea continue in her role as, or do we need to elect that as well? Do the same process for the vice chair. Okay. I motion to keep Andrea as vice president, vice chair, vice chair. in her current position. Thank you. All second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Great. Thank you. I was going to say, if Marsh is looking for a retirement side gig, you can join the committee. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh, no. Good idea. Uh, <laughs> way too much micromanaging. <laughs> uh, we, we, some are there to have some potential future plans. Yeah. Although other, other committees, maybe. Yeah. But. So I just, I, I have a special note there where I'm like, I've got to tell Lisa. Oh. <laughs> this news. Okay, All right, we are doing well on time here. Um, discussion regarding additional three locations for the Sculptor's Showcase project. So That's I think really bad. Julie and Ron this. put together a, is that right? Why did it do this? I don't know why it did this. Hold on, I'm gonna try something else. There we go. Okay. Um, essentially what I did was just include, again, the presentation that we went through probably a year ago to decide where the original five locations were gonna be um, established um, because there are obviously a lot of locations that we didn't install showcase pads. Um, and Tyler also had um, a couple suggestions that I'll bring up as we kind of go through them here too. Um, I guess the only other background I'd like to include is that the focus last year, the group, the committee had decided that um, focusing on a trail network was something that they kind of preferred to do. And so that's why at least four of them um, are now on trails. The one over at Mercer Park is kind of an outlier, but um, I don't know that, um, that you know, that's something for you to discuss whether you want to continue on with that direction. Um, and these are all just locations that we pulled out, Wendy and I did, um, just because there are no art installations in the area. They're not necessarily trail focused though. I, there's Mercer, that one. Again, um, Tim Adams sculpture is located over here now. And so there already is a sculpture pad. And those will remain, the sculptures will be removed, but the sculpture pads will be replaced with, obviously, additional sculptures. College Green, there is no um, sculpture pad or art installation. I don't know if things have changed. I remember Julie saying that she did not want anything extra in College Green. <laughs> I would yeah. say we should probably steer away from College Green just because change there is sometimes not always welcome. Um, so um, uh, even though it could be a, a nice addition to the park, um, we've recently added the, the bocce ball. So, um, and there will be a playground renovation 
year after next, I think. So maybe at that time would be better. I, yeah, I agree with that assessment. Um, plus this is such a small park um, and they do like their open space. So True Blood, um, we have a sculpture pad right here already. This is the, um, one of the locations that Tyler brought up as, as a potential, and I wasn't even aware. This is True Blood right down here, right. and there's with the sculpture pad. That's where it is, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Um, but Tyler suggested, um, this is the Iowa River Corridor Trail, that there's um, two benches right here that face out to the river. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I think they face the river right now. That, that pad could potentially be reworked bench-wise and include a, a sculpture along the trail there and keep it in that same corridor and as the others. That's on the trail to go to um, Riverfront Crossing. Correct. Right. Yep. Yeah. So it's, yeah, that same trail network. So you, where were you thinking a sculpture could go? Where the, you can kind of see it there where the little uh -huh. uh, spur of the trail is. There's a little spur trail, then the, there's the two benches there. Um, potentially just have one bench with the sculpture. Um, I don't think that many people sit, you know, groups of people are sharing benches at, <laughs> at this time anyway with the way the world's changed. So um, it might be a good addition in place of one of those. So are you thinking we could install it right and maybe Ron can write on that cement pad that's there now? Potentially, depending on what that foundation is to that. Yeah, I can't remember how we how you constructed the pads. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, we'd have to double I'm guessing it's six inches of PCC. So um, if we, I mean, it wouldn't have the same, it, it wouldn't be the same as what we've used in the other locations, but it wouldn't be that hard to install something. Sure. Okay. Okay. So just. And then how? It, I've briefly been a little bit on that part of of the trail, and then how far up from the river is it in terms of like or what kind of? I mean, it's being proposed, so I know it's not like it floods when you look at it, but. Uh, it would have flooded in '08, but I don't think. I don't think that section flooded. Uh, what year was it after that? 12? I don't think it um, did, but we could look back at aerials to check. I would just want to kind know. of... Yeah, I, I sort of love the idea of it being there, but then just want to make sure that there's no sense in putting a base there if it turns out it's a little bit, eh, a little bit risky. Yeah, no, that's a good point. But that would be a very beautiful spot, I, you know, having the nice bench and then the river, so. But as far as flooding goes, it'd be similar to where the other three that we put, right? Yeah. Ne next to, in Riverside. I mean, yeah, that area all flooded. It would probably be a similar elevation, correct? Okay. Yeah. Um, Peninsula Park, um, we currently have a sculpture right at this intersection before it goes across the bridge. Um, trying to remember the name of it. The, the dragonfly with, the, bobber, with right? the bobber. Yeah. Um, but you know, all any and all of these locations are trails as well. Dog park. It's a dog park. And we'd want to check with water before proceeding on any of those because those are actually their access roads to the the well houses and and whatnot waterworks prairie park um a little bit probably more remote than others it doesn't necessarily directly connect with the iowa river quarter trail but it's it's getting there um and probably will at some point but um there's currently no no art installations there on Holtz Miller Park. I don't know if you're, anybody's familiar with that. It's on the Far East side of Iowa City. Um, it was just uh, recently um, redone with a uh, playground, well, probably four or five years ago, I St. guess. St. Patrick's Church is directly north. Yeah, right there. To, off, just off the top of the picture there. Um, so what, what were you all thinking as, as far as um, preconceived notions of placement of the sculpture in this park? Mm -hmm. 
Uh, that's the road that kind of it I guess splits um, there and you go around it as lower west branch so there's a couple of opportunities like as a terminus potentially mm -hmm. um, keeping a large open space because when we did that park project um, we, we learned a lot of people play soccer and things like that so okay yeah that's what I was kind of wondering is if you know it seems like it's really nice to have those those large open free spaces and so it's just kind of figuring out you know if you're like we like the triangle over here or just what your all thoughts were and what you might not be able to tell in the aerial those spots you can kind of see are mounds um they're kind of almost like tumble mounds that give a little elevation there so um topography may be able to be incorporated into it in some way okay i think there's also a bus stop oh, that's in the lower right. left-hand corner of that park as well. So it's not on a, it's not on a bike trail, but in terms of like alternative modes of transportation, yeah, that's right, that I could be nice. And we really we don't have any artwork at all um, east of Scott Boulevard. So the we we have the coins. John Coyne's work in the headwalls of the that's right along yeah. the West Branch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The other one that was brought up, and I think I asked you about it, Ron, was the uh, traffic circle mm -hmm. on American Legion and Scott. We have a couple of them that we could probably look at doing something in at some point. Okay. Yeah. But would that be an opportunity now, or? Um, I'd have to look and see what we have. Um, we could look at it. Okay. Yeah, we could look at that. I don't know if anybody's been through that traffic circle, but it's pretty significant. Roundabouts. Which that's, one? That's a roundabout. The uh, Scott Boulevard and American Legion Road, Muscatine Avenue. Oh, yeah. Yep. I'm always just afraid I'm going to hit somebody or something in one of those. <laughs> so, like, I personally don't think I would be looking at the art, but that's my own <laughs> lack of Well, yeah, and them. in some respects, that could be an issue with people. <laughs> spending too much time looking at the artwork and not necessarily understanding how to use the traffic circle. But I feel like that would be a good problem in one way, like they're looking at the art versus <laughs> well, just ignoring it. So. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, yeah, so Court Hill Trail, um, you know, we talked a little bit about that quite a bit last, um, last year, but didn't install anything there. And there's actually, these are two segments. This is east of First Avenue. Um, and then this is East of Scott Boulevard that it continues on all the way up through here. Another, another East of Scott potential. If you, if you think about it, it goes from James Allen McPherson on the west, it cuts through Court Hill Park, and then it, with one little jog on a couple of blocks of sidewalk, then it ends up at Scott Park and all the way out to Windsor. And then, of course, the the whole Iowa River um, trail um, does not have any artwork installed on it, except for down at Trueblood and that area that um, Tyler suggested um, as being an opportunity. And this is Riverfront Crossings right up here, so it all connects. Um, Ned Ashton, this was included last year. Tyler had um, an additional thought about um, installing something right in this triangle area. I don't know if you go through there very often. There's a little free library that's located there now, and there's a planting area. Um, it, it does have a lot of visibility because people are just starting to come around and, and turn slightly to go down Rocky Shore Drive. Um, I mean, I, I know I always slow down when I get to that point. Um, so it is fairly visible, and there's quite a few cars that use it. Yep. And for context there, Project Green helps maintain those grounds, and they, they're like signature bed is right in that triangle as well. So there's already something that's kind of catching attention there. Um, we'd want to be uh, uh, kind of aware of where their stuff is though too and, and uh, place it so it, it works well with it if we chose that spot. Is this all just the planting area here too, Tyler? Or is it correct? Or is it's, that all grass there? I think it's mostly grass still there on that side. I think that area is pretty up to date, I believe. It has, there's a couple of trees you can't see in that aerial that are still small yet. And so what you were thinking of inside that triangle? 
Yeah, that would be the the most logical place at, for visibility on the grounds there. There are other spots on the grounds though too. I know people um, use that. Well, yeah, the whole I'm trail. sure there's that trail goes through too. So you had also mentioned um, this is Normandy right here, yep. and the trail um, connects right up to Normandy here. Um, probably seen more by trail users you know and the few people who are still living in the normandy area but yep so that kind of just down the road there links up to city park so a lot of people make that connection right there so that's um that's what we had last year um in addition to a couple couple ideas um whether or not you feel comfortable in making some sort of recommendation at this point or whether you need to spend time going out to actually look at the locations. Um, I think what we did last time, oh, and then the other was just additional um, pads at riverfront crossings because yeah. we have the three pads there now and there's quite a bit of trail still left, um, particularly going north that doesn't feature any, um, any pads, so. And the other paths that we had looked at actually was more to the east though, right? Kind of along towards the playground area where we kind of have, there's, there's like, oh, that we had, that's the areas that we had kind of looked at. Yeah. I don't know that I have. I think we have a close up of riverfront crossings. Why is that? Weren't there a couple spots that were similar to the triangle at Ashton yeah. that yep. would exactly, work well? Yep, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Once mm -hmm. I thought. Yeah. So, that's fine. But. Do you guys have thoughts on, just general thoughts on what you like or don't like about additional locations? I keep drawn, being drawn personally to keeping it um, to having it along the Iowa River Trail and sort of doing a little bit more connecting between Terry True Blood and Riverfront Crossings. I, I, um, I, I like that a lot. I think it's kind of an interesting juxtaposition if you're sort of thinking about it being, um, uh, you know, like Riverside Drive isn't like the best looking sort of commercial stuff. So I kind of, in a certain way, I like that there is a, a sustained kind of um, sculpture pads and rotating sculpture along that particular trail um, between True Blood and um, Riverfront Crossings myself, but that's me, so. Dude, Johnson County PIV. There's, I, I am in totally in the same boat. I, I feel like having kind of a density of them. Just the, just yeah. the PIV. Like, a track, like it becomes an experience, like let's go check out all, you know. Right. And it's I, fun to have them sprinkled throughout the city too, but. Um, but there is something some, nice yeah. about that like sculpture, the sculpture garden kind of concept where it is concentrated. So you're kind of in a relatively small, short, you know, specified area that then you. Yeah get to make multiple discoveries, I guess, but. Mm -hmm. I'm also jonesing for a sculpture park uh, trip to Minneapolis as well. So really, I'm <laughs> nice. feeling the, like, keeping it concentrated. Yeah. And here's a map of Riverfront Crossing. It's not quite finished the way it is, but I think we talked about um, the three that we have now are, what, approximately right through here? Yeah, right around there. And um, I think we talked about maybe in some of these locations. Yes. Yep. Here, but again, there's also this whole area as well. And we have three pads that you've budgeted for, so. I was gonna say, I like the idea. I mean, if we're going for kind of a cohesive like sculpture pad tour to keep it along the trails. Um, we have, I, I don't know, like for fear of creating an outlier at Mercer Park, you know, if we want like a second one to mirror like the Mercer Park location, I do remember when we were selecting sculptures, we appreciated the fact that there was one, like we picked kind of those three as a cohesive unit. So depending on submissions, um, Yeah, I, I would hate for it to be just like 
the Iowa City River Trail Sculptures plus Mercer Park. I mean, if that's unavoidable, it's unavoidable, but mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a way to maybe find balance. Or to me, maybe like a second one at the um, other park with the bus stop kind of provides that. Then it'd be like one north, one south, and then like this kind of central corridor. But if, I mean, mm-hmm. theoretical balance in my mind like doesn't obviously like pales in comparison to like access and accessibility and what we think will garner the most um, attention and use. So, I mean, I, I definitely um, agree with this concept of maybe keeping it more consolidated, but then at the same time, mm-hmm. the Mercer location, I've probably gotten more positive feedback about that than any <laughs> any others, just because it's in a location um, that we haven't installed artwork and it's really appreciated. And I'm not arguing, I just that, but to, um, yeah, maybe to consider to do some concentration, but then one well, in an area that. And the Mercer one is also the most like yeah. loud, yeah. Uh, you know, or not, I mean, it's awesome, but it's most uh, noticeable probably. It is very noticeable, yeah. yeah. It's a lot of um, attention. Yeah. <laughs> and it works well. It just works it does. I think perfectly, I think, in the site. So. so I'm assuming that, in theory, we could sort of have talks about adding more of these sculpture pads into the next fiscal year budget or, or plan, potentially. I think the idea was that, yeah, every that year you just can decide if you want to. You have to budget about $2,000. For the first installation, because the, there's 500 for approximately for each one of the pads to create, and then the 1500 honorarium. Um, when it comes to locations outside of the river trail, uh, did we discuss the south entrance of Hickory Hill Park and where that pad would be located? Along Highway 6? Uh, like the Hickory. Bloomington entrance oh. of Hickory Hill? Like at the end of Davenport Street, or what street is that? Cedar? Uh, I think it's Bloomington. Bloomington's Bloomington. The, Bloomington. Yeah, Bloomington, Cedar, and uh, what's the other in Davenport? Davenport? Mm-hmm. a Bloomington Street entrance. I mean, there's a north, north entrance off of North Dodge. Right. Yeah, the, I would caution against the Conklin Lane entrance just because that access is pretty narrow there, and we'll have a... Um, uh, in the five-year plan, I think it's in there for a new restroom shelter. So um, not knowing where that's going to specifically end up. Um, yeah. Would I think we'd have to be a little ca- not cautious, but at least reach out to the Friends of Hickory Hill um, for that as well. I remember in art, I, I have no issue with art in, quote, natural spaces. Um, but I remember in our survey, there seemed to be a concerted campaign against any art additions to Hickory Hill. Especially at Hickory Hill. Yeah, it was, yeah, there was something it was. only I Hickory Hill. As well. It's yeah. very protected. People were very protective of it. <laughs> yeah. So we have three to allocate, and you need mm-hmm. recommendations from where to put those from us. Yep. Okay. I don't know. Um, I think the, a more broad, um, if you if you have an interest in getting down to to exact lo- or to locations, is to keep it fairly broad, and then um, we'd look at staff to say these would be the better locations based on a variety of factors, you know, drainage and access and maintenance and. Yeah, is it something where we could, as a committee, could recommend, like, we like it, for instance, along the trail, we like the location you suggested, and then have maybe Ron and Julie um, go in Get and identify specific like, spots yeah, that's what Julie and take some pictures of it and stuff that we could you, approve you at the next meeting. Mercer as well as True Blood. I think we were front crossings, and she came up with, you know, kind of some specific yeah. location recommendations. Yeah, there may be some other spots on that trail section too. Um, further down towards Highway Six, there might be an opportunity on that side, on the south side potentially. Um, 
and there may be a spot in the middle too. Kind of like our shop's kind of in the middle, the softball fields are kind of in the middle. So it might be potential somewhere around those spots. I kind of like the idea of expanding to the Court Hill Trail because we'd have like two clusters. Are you thinking east or the west end or the east end? I haven't asked that question. <laughs> this, this is more the east end, which is east of Scott Boulevard. So there's a current project um, to kind of commemorate James Allen McPherson um, at that park. So there'll be some kind of uh, interpretive display which hopefully will be artful in some way as well there so there might be some chance of that's kind of art at that end you know further at the other parks going west might be a an opportunity you'd have three parks then going west you'd have court hill park you'd have uh scott park and you'd have potentially windsor ridge um that none of those have art that i'm aware of mm -mm. They do not. It also kind of, in terms of maximizing access, it's along the trail, but it's also in a dedicated park space, so people who don't bike or walk the trails wouldn't mm -hmm. have the opportunity to access them easily as well. Yeah. Well, and I do have to say, I do. I like the idea that if they're going to be along a trail, it, it sort of, I like them in sort of specific parks, but that's that's me wanting to make sure that those sculptures can be seen and sort of. You know, you can look at them versus, oh, am I going to, you know, got to watch the, the cyclist kind of traffic and, and just maybe you know, hustle bustle of runners. So I kind of like the idea of if along the trail, but kind of near park space so that, yes, if the person just uses the park, it's there. But the trail, if you're using the trail, you can stop, but that there is that um, enough space conceptual space, physical space to sort of contemplate or move around the sculpture, you know, mm -hmm. to do a little bit more interacting um, with, it. I guess, I mean, visual looking, interacting versus putting your hands all over it, but they're out in the elements, so that's fine as yeah. well. Oh. Would that be the kind of uh, sort of general uh, desire that then staff could take and make a recommendation about where uh, easterly along the Court Hill Trail, a new addition that could be near a park in public space as well as on the trail B? Is that something that, or, or do you want to drill into that more specifically? I think the challenge with the Court Hill Trail is it's a little more remote. You know, I mean, it, it, you know, like Court Hill Park, there's really not a parking lot or, you know, it's all on street parking for access to that location. Um, you know, Scott Park, it's a little different because there's, there's a parking lot there. So, I mean, from, a, you know, from an accessibility standpoint, it, it seems that the Court Hill Trail is a little more remote versus where we've been at with our other installations. Mm -hmm. um, no, you're right. It is. And I think any of the five we put in last summer, there's all of them have even a vehicular view. Um, you can see the ones that were from crossings from Highway 1 and so it's, um, yeah. I mean, the trail itself is very busy. I mean, it's the, there's lots of pedestrians. Absolutely. Here. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a very well-used trail you know, but, from, from that, from a commuter right, standpoint. that it doesn't have, it doesn't have other opportunities. Um, the playground's going to be replaced, too. Is that the, right? This, uh, this year. This yep. year, is it? Yeah. Uh, and the playground's right there. Yep. There's sort of art in a way with the... Uh, and playground feature with the uh, the blocks that are right there in the park, right. um, the well loved uh, limestone blocks. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, but with Scott Boulevard or with Scott Park, am I looking at it right here? Left hand side, yeah, left hand side of the photo. Yep, yep. That's Scott. Yeah, that, that's the exit. That's the kind of the, the drive in, and yep. Yeah, and that's the dog park. Dog park. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you can see it from Scott Boulevard quite easily. And then from Hunts Miller, um, it, I say it's quite a bit east, but that has a lot of visibility as well. And it's a pretty high density 
neighborhood. There's a lot of townhouses around there. Anybody have a motion? <laughs> Maybe the approach would be um, to suggest up to three locations, and then we'll send that back out to, depending upon staff, um, to come up with the specific locations, and then you can decide from there next month. So the, the main locations that staff would consider would be Court Hill Trail, but ideally locations that are easily accessible by people not using the trail as well, like um, Scott Scott Park. Is that right? Um, is that the name of it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry, blanked on that. Um, or are we are we also still considering like more in Riverside Park and Terry Tree Blood along that Iowa River Trail? You can. And that, like the one with the bench. <laughs> I feel like we need some photos of the locations besides just the aerials. The aerial. I feel like we should add at least one more location on the Riverside Trail. If everyone else agrees with that. Really, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the River Trail, so yes, Eddie, I would agree <laughs> with at least one more, but. Um, Eddie, are you thinking of the one that Tyler was mentioning with the right up from the McAllister Boulevard, I think it is. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know I want to do them all. Wonderful and hard and yeah. a lovely question. <laughs> but. I mean, I mean, I'll shoot. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I say I'll shoot one out there. I mean, y'all can feel free to vote it down. Um, motion to propose one sculpture site at Iowa River Quarter Trail. Recommend a sculpture pad site at Iowa River Quarter Trail north of TTRA, and pursue two sites along Court Hill Trail that prioritize trail access, but also maximize the opportunity for park users to view them as well. The only addition I have to that would be, I mean, they could potentially propose a few more than just the three so that when we're considering it, if one is obviously not, like if there's a strong reaction against it, then we don't have to go through it again and like, oh, well, sure. where else could we go if they proposed a handful well, of they, them? Yeah, that would probably happen anyway, but yeah. <laughs> so just to clarify, Dominic, when you talk about Courtel Trail, are you talking about just east of Scott Boulevard or even including the east of First Avenue? Uh, I was referencing the east end, Scott Boulevard through Windsor Ridge. Okay. We could probably come up with some locations that you could see there from Scott Boulevard or Court Street or uh, what's the one that goes into Windsor Ridge? I'm blanking on the name. Arlington? Yeah, Arlington, Arlington potentially. Those are three different uh, fairly high vehicular areas where if you could see them from both those, you also could see from the trail um, in each of those spots. Sounds good. Sounds okay. like a motion. Do you have a motion? Okay, yeah, uh, and revise the motion according to feedback we just got. We need a second. Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Staff is clear on uh <laughs> <laughs> We'll bring some options. Sounds great. Options. One along the Iowa River Corridor With Trail and two on the Court yeah. Yeah. Court Hill Trail, preferably east of Scott Boulevard. Correct? Awesome. And maybe others as staff deem necessary. Okay. Consider it a That's good enough. point of creative expansion versus yeah. restriction. There you go. Yeah. All right. All right. Last thing. Um, review the RFQ for Blackhawk Mini Park. Okay. 
Okay, let's see, just a little background um, too. I think I mentioned um, at last month's meeting that um, I did finally hear from um, Dawson Davenport very shortly before we met, um, responding about the meeting that we had originally set up that um, I couldn't connect with him on. Um, he also then left a message this morning um, just reemphasizing his interest in participating in it. Um, that he's interested in participating at any level, just even as, I, I think, even as a consultant or providing some ideas to actually implementing it. So I wanted to bring that up. Um, we had decided last month to go ahead and go through with an RFQ process just because we weren't exactly sure where he was at um, and that maybe this might provide another opportunity for other indigenous artists or artists who, and I, I qualified it a little bit, artists who will work with indigenous, the indigenous community to develop some concept plans for, for the artwork. Um, so that's what you're seeing here and um, yeah. The only additional comment I have is that um, I've kept the downtown district apprised, you know, of, of everything that's going on here because you know Blackhawk Mini Park is very well utilized for temporary um, installations and activities and events. So they want to make sure that that's, you know, kept accessible, um, even with the artwork. Um, these photos need to be better than what they are, um, particularly this one, because that we just took that when we were out there initially. Um, the downtown district is checking on the availability of this wall for a mural, but doesn't have an actual commitment at this point, but um, they were hoping by early next week they'll get some kind of response back from the property owner. So that may or may not be an option. Um, I mean, uh, just to add to that, I know the university just released a plan that I think within five to ten years they want to offload the Jefferson building. Oh, that's right. Which is just across from there. Right. It's. I mean. So that site could change. I don't. In, in terms of like visual access, I guess. Sure. Depending on what happens to the Jefferson building. I mean, there's that there's that buffer space in between, but. So I guess I um, I need some feedback in terms of. I, guess I, I thought I thought our discussion that we had last month was that if Dawson wasn't interested in moving forward, then we would do this. Not that we would do this and let him submit on it. That, I, I mean, because I, I think that's what we had just. If he was interested in pursuing that, he could participate in responding to the RFQ. Am I? That's that's what I remember. I can I can read I can read back the minutes. I mean, so Seidel Johnson moved to allocate the five thousand dollars towards an art installation in Blackhawk Mini Park that celebrates Native American Indigenous history and culture in Iowa City, likely with Dawson. But first, with the subcommittee meeting with the downtown district. Of Iowa City, because I'm, I'm, there again, I thought I thought the reason why we moved forward with with this was because at that time you had we you hadn't heard back from right. Dawson at that point, right. but I, I thought the idea was if Dawson was interested that we were going to move forward with him, but if he wasn't interested, you were going to have this available for us to review. That's not that's not the discussion that we had because I guess that's that that's that's not right. really the I mean I interpreted that, that we were still going to go ahead and go through with the RFQ based on the fact that he hadn't been responsive. Okay. And okay. Um, he if he did decide I, and I would personally notify him that we're going through this process that he could participate in the okay. RFQ All process. All right. Now that if you want to adjust that, that's no, I, I, fine that's, too. No, that's, I get, okay, that's fine. Yeah. I just, I guess I, I thought, I, I guess I thought we had already, we had, I thought we had made a commitment that that's, we we're moving forward with Dawson and that, and it was just the, the lack of the response is what would drive us in this direction. But if he's interested in doing it, I don't know. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Um, okay. And I'm going to really defer to Wendy on that. I, we've talked a little bit about it, but, um, well, I mean, I guess there wasn't a, a strict deadline that we said, unless we hear from Dawson by X date, then we're going to do an RFP or Q, right? Mm -hmm. 
um, and now that he's come forward um, and that we've expressed interest in working with him before and that he's expressed interest in working with us just off the top of my head makes me think it makes sense to start working with him but I don't know what you all think are you do, do we need to be concerned about his slowness and response I, I feel like I would want to reach back out to him and really try to pin down a meeting if po if possible so for instance I I sort of like the idea of as Wendy said sort of trying to move forward with with Dawson right but then given the communication sort of cycle we've had if there's a way to pin him down and meet with him first to really kind of lay out like um to figure out like here's kind of a, a project deadline but to really kind of set out those parameters um first before releasing the rfq but it, it that could be another two months to pin something down so i can also see the mm -hmm. I mean, my concern is that we would put out an RFQ with the intent that we're going to move forward with Dawson anyways. And so we have these folks that are going to submit on it and and, and really not really have a chance to sure. be an, uh, you know, actually be the candidate that we're going to pick. So well, I, just, I, I don't it, think we'd do both. We wouldn't commit to work with Dawson and put out an RFQ. Well, but, but it sounds to me like, I mean, in the discussion we kind of just had, it's like we, we have this kind of commitment to Dawson, whether he's a part of it or not, and, and be the consultant, per se, on the project. I would be concerned that if, if we would put out an, an RFQ or a call that, that the intent is that we're going to review them and not have just the intent of moving forward with Dawson. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Maybe it doesn't. Yeah, but, yeah, I, but I guess I I couldn't encourage you know that kind of method. If if you're interested in working with Dawson, then we should just go and proceed in that direction. And um, if we'd prefer to to collect responses to the RFQ, um, including Dawson's, and evaluate them as a group, then we'll go that direction. I mean, we were we were prepared to work with Dawson it's just he didn't show up to a meeting and didn't respond right away oh. but so I mean I have no problem if we just say Dawson let's see what you want to do you know and work assume in good faith that we're going to work with him and not put out an RFP unless something goes wrong and then we fall back on the RFP but I mean yeah I, I mean my preference would be to move forward with Dawson because I think that was the the nature of our extended conversation. Yeah. And I think too, I mean, I mean, he like, I, what was it like two years ago? Like kind of proposed, you know, this conversation got started based yeah. off of his proposal for matching grant funds. And I think he does have, mm -hmm. he is the perfect applicant already in terms of like an extended commitment to the Native American indigenous artist community within Iowa City uh, and the broader state. So I, I see no reason not to move forward unless I don't know if we want to put like be like we need to hear from him within well, the next month or something like that I, I understand the like maybe need to maybe establish some firmer parameters in terms of like our timeline so that right. we don't get totally side railed right because I, I you know I really like the idea of we have an artist and he already has expressed interest in this and mm -hmm. it is so I, I would really like to try to pin down Dawson yeah. and be able to say, look, if you want to do this, we have to meet here. Can you, we have to hear from you by X amount, whatever works on your all's timeline. Um, and then hopefully that will then yield a meeting in that timeline to then really kind of mm -hmm. start the work with him in earnest. But yeah, I mean, he suggested in his um, voicemail that, you know, things were busy over the holidays because it was, what, January 3rd or something we had that meeting originally set up for. Um, so he he just couldn't make it. Um, but his time availability is much more open now, so. Yeah, I would really love to just pin something down with him and then have the subcommittee kind of just that. 
have the work start with Dawson. Well, I think we'll we'd go back to the um, original meeting. Um, let's see, we had Steve and Nancy and um, Burlington and the downtown district staff. Scott Silver. Scott was involved in that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All involved. So that was basically the subcommittee. So we go back to re to arranging that meeting again and kind of talking with them about ideas that he has and that I, I just feel like that feels right mm -hmm. I'm good yeah I'm good with that do we need a motion to not pursue an RFP and just work with us and with the subcommittee that'd be helpful for the minutes probably <laughs> <laughs> Was that a motion? I can motion to move forward with Dawson uh, Davenport. Davenport for the Black Hawk Mini Park Art Project. I'll second. All in favor? Do, 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 we, do, we, do we want to be that specific at this point in time? Not really, no. I mean, it, I, it's, it's kind of twofold here because, I mean, we really don't have anything on the table yet to really approve. Um, so it almost seems like we should just table table the RFP for now, right? And let let that ride, let the discussion happen with the subcommittee and Dawson before we make the motion to move forward with Dawson. Okay. So I rescind the motion. The RFP. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'll second that. Okay. Any other? Mm -hmm. Any further discussion? I think that's a good clarification. clarification. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right, all in favor? Aye. 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 Wait, so did, did, we, did Ron revise the motion or do we need a new motion? That was a motion, I think. His motion was a motion. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. What else we got? Any staff reports? I was just going to say thank you, Marcia, for putting this together. Mm -hmm. I found it very informative. The RFQ. the RFQ. I yeah. learned yeah. a lot from the RFQ. So, <laughs> did you click on the, the video the, link? Yeah. Yeah. This video was great. The YouTube actually, video. Yeah. That the video was that was awesome. Yeah. It was. Yeah. That was. Yeah. Just, it was neat to have that history. It was. Yeah. Actually, um, Dominic found another video which I found even um, more intriguing. That was, <laughs> and I can't remember her name. She's an English professor at the university, and she did a presentation. I think it was back in 2017. And it was more focused on um, um, redevelopment and um, um, that tower, the 201 at Park Tower. Oh, the 201. Yeah, yeah she yeah. had very, very, very specific ideas about things, <laughs> <laughs> many of which I didn't necessarily disagree or did agree with. But um, yeah, urban renewal was um, and the impact of um, and how Black Hawk Mini Park was created. I still haven't figured out. If the park came first, or the mural, the pic there's a picture with a park there without the mural. So, um, but the story in the video was that the mural came, and then people said, "This is a great location. We're going to save this site." Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I thought it went hand in hand. I, the, the like, what I recall from the video was there was a gentleman that that had basically pushed for the park to be created as they were working through the process of, of working on uh, the mural. Okay. Like it kind of went hand but in hand. But the mural kind of came, I mean, it was Donna Friedman's idea to put the mural up on this big wall that had nothing on it, but there was still a hole in the ground or I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, and presumably the, the building that was there was not a victim of urban renewal. It was burnt right. and it had to be removed. Right. and. Um, that wasn't the way it was presented with the English professor's presentation. Another urban renewal victim. <laughs> no, I get it, but she didn't care for some people. Yeah. So if anybody wants to see that, it's, what, an hour long, but it's fascinating. There were a couple urban planners from the city in the audience that asked some very pointed questions at the end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where do I brought up some <laughs> contradictions. Where would I find that video? Hmm? Where would I find that? Her I'll send it to you. I'll send okay. it out. Awesome. Yeah. I for I was a student of Laura Riggles, um, and she's a she's a character. 
but I think she uh, went to Stanford and lived in the Bay Area during the 80s uh -huh. and during the tech boom. And I think that oh. informs much of her worldview. Certainly, yeah. I mean, and she's, she's a researcher and she's a, crit she's a critic. I mean, and she said that, so that's her job. So she did. <laughs> Extensively. <laughs> I'll send it on. But it is, it is kind of long. But it's interesting because she had some photos um, that I hadn't seen. But anyway. Cool. Any other staff reports? Nothing for me. Just leaves Motion to adjourn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all in favor? Aye. 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 Thanks, everybody.